see you in there you caught us playing NBA 2k21 here in Will's basement oh. um beautiful basement it is and a wonderful Saturday here in Colorado Springs to celebrate with Will um, who is son's children and wife this weekend for they're in a, they're at a wedding in Kansas yeah and uh so we are sitting here in his basement celebrating Will's soon to be birthday coming up on Monday right yeah, Monday. 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 Monday, Monday, Monday. Um, Tim, how do you like 2K21 there? I enjoy it. I actually purchased it for my PS4. Okay, cool. Created a guy. Kind of figured things out. Started my own person. Yeah. So kind of figured I tried playing with the Nuggets right away. Really struggled. So I was like, I'll just create a dude and kind of fiddle around for a little bit before I start a franchise. Is that a life lesson? Like create somebody and then start to figure it out? Or did you start figuring your lives out before you created another person? I don't think I figured out my life, dude. <laughs> you, before we created life? Yeah, before we created another person, yeah. had we figured out our lives at that point? Or did we? are we still kind of navigating the waters? Of... I will say I thought I had life figured out. Then I had a child, and <clears throat> that was not true. It changes everything, Tim. Well, it's a, it's a game changer, for sure. I'm just going to mute this, because while I like... Jamal's dribbling. All right, cool. Well, gentlemen, what about last night, man? Huh? Mm-hmm. How fun was that? Oh, how fun. I mean, how fun was that? We needed it. There's... I wish we could play Cleveland every other day. Right. <laughs> Get our confidence up. Is there a point in that game where you're like, Jamal is barbecue chicken right now? Was there a point? Like, was there a certain shot or a certain time in the game? In the fourth quarter. Yeah, the fourth quarter deep three, when he was just coming off the off that dribble mm-hmm. on that left corner, left, like point yeah. five. Oh my goodness! So, I, yeah, well that yeah, but he was already uh, hot at that point. But then you're like, uh oh. The point where I was like, the guy feels unconscious is where he pulled up for like a Trey Young three mm-hmm. on a fast break. I was like, okay, well now he's really feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, it's all good, man. Impressive. I mean, it was 50 points, 21 for 25 from the field, 8 for 10 from 3. Yeah. 80, 84%. The only other person to shoot, score 50 points and have 84% shooting was Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt. And no tough. player has done it except for Jamal Murray without shooting a free throw. Yeah. Score 50 points. So he's the first person throw. to score 50 points without a free throw. That was amazing. Want another cool stat, guys? Who was out there at the ball? There's only three duos in the history of the NBA who have had two 50-point scores in the same month, and both of them did it under the age of 25, or 25 and younger. The Nuggets are one of those three duos. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. What are the other duos? Uh, It was the Logo and some other Laker together. I didn't recognize the name. And then the other one was really surprising. It was, uh, crap, who was it? It was like Jackson, and it was like from our youth, from the 90s, like a Charlotte Hornets team. Like Glenn Rice? No, who was it? It was like 
Dale Curry? No, I do like Dale Curry, though. <laughs> <laughs> that guy could shoot, man. Who's the greatest nugget shooter of all time? Because I have one more stat I want to share with you before the we really get going. greatest nugget shooter of all, all time. The greatest nugget shooter, just shooter. Shooter? Just shooter. Uh, I have no idea. That's a great question. Scott Hastings. Scott Hastings <laughs> was not. No. That was not. Issel? Oh, I, I don't. I'm just David, asking your. David I'm Thomas? asking your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just asking your opinion. Just Robert Pack? Nah, he wasn't like a shooter. Not not a probably Abdul Rauf. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. J.R. Smith. Here's the stat. No. <laughs> J.R. Smith. Do you like chucking? Then yes. Uh, all right, so here's the stat. I'm going to jinx it right now, and I've, I've got this from Chris Marlowe. Okay. Right now, Jokic, I believe, has the second longest streak of consecutive made free throws. He's at 43 right now. Wow. What nugget has the longest streak of consecutive made free throws? And yes, one of us happens to own that Nuggets jersey. No. No. Is he currently playing? No. Well, he plays in the Big Three League. Can you mark? No, Rauf. Yep, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf hit 84 free throws in a row. In a row? Holy shit. He was such a good free throw shooter. Oh, yeah. The uh, NBA record, by the way, is 101. 101 free throws in a row. But Mahmoud, 84. Curry? I don't know who that is. This is a nugget show. Do you, am I supposed to be have global perspective here? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. Uh, barbecue chicken on fire last night. So much fun. We needed that from him. Honestly, he's played well the last six games or so. Yeah. Six, the last five, he's scored at least 20 points. Yeah, I think. I'm, I mean, he's averaging career best. It's, it's just, again, we want that consistency from Murray, right? This, this past week, he's really hoping he'd be an all star this year, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think he'll be an no. all star. He wasn't good enough early on, but he's starting this last week. He was very consistent. Consistent. Yeah, dude. Scored 20 points in the last 20 points, three games, and he scored 30 and 50. So the last five games, he's been real consistent. And the yeah. sixth game before that, he started feeling a little bit. Does this have to do with how he's feeling health-wise, like mentally, physically? Do you think he's? Yeah, for sure. I think he's. he's hit, I mean, just look at, at his legs last night. I was able to create spacing with that fadeaway. I just looked a lot. Like he was able to use his legs a lot more, and you could just tell when he when he has his legs under him, he just has that confidence, like we saw in the bubble. Yeah. I actually got some nostalgia after that fifty point drop and watched the game six uh, highlights against Utah. Yeah. When he dropped that other fifty, similar sort of. Man, he just he was just attacking the rim and just the the step back freeze, and then just like very similar to last night coming off screens, just like you know one step boom. I have such a good step back, as you can tell. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you got to fake him out with his shoulders. Yeah. Now, we know as defenders, the hips don't lie, but you yeah. know, good people will utilize their shoulders and their head to, to fake people out. Man. He's just so fun to watch when he's like that. I think that's why early, our first, our second uh, episode, I said he's one of my favorite players. But when he goes off, it's just really, really Yeah, fun. there's not a lot. There, there haven't been a lot of nuggets who are able to do that. I thought it was great in the fourth quarter when you hit a shot and just turned the camera.
Cavs bench and talk some shit. And then dance. <laughs> yeah, I did a little they, dance. Well, yeah. was like before he even yeah. did the dance, he was hitting shots and like looking over to their bench and laughing and saying shit. And then he hit that one three right in front of the bench. He did their little Irish jig, as Scott Hastings called it. An Irish jig? <laughs> That's what Scott Hastings called it, not me. That's what Scott called it. Best broadcaster ever. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Marlowe, not. Chris Marlowe is not. He's frustrating. Very frustrating. He gives out statistics about free throws and how many people make in the middle of them shooting free throws. In a giant free throw jinx. Yeah. He even admitted it. He was like, uh, I probably am jinxing it for 43 in a row. Um, We have two of the best players when Jamal is on in the entire league. And the problem is, the thing that makes me a little nervous, guys, here, and let's just be real. Jamal's playing better, as we have said here, over the past five, six games. He's playing much better. Yeah. And we're not winning. You know what I mean? So Jamal's playing well. Uh, Jokic is still playing well. And we've been dropping games. We need that third guy. And, and last night, for the first half, even though he made dumb mistakes on defense and some bonehead plays on offense, uh, that man was the guy we brag on a lot. Uh, MPJ. Yeah, MPJ had a good game last night. Um, if he scores 20 in a game, I think we win that game. We, I, I mean, I, I would love to see a stat on if MPJ scores 20 or more, what's how, our many, how many? what's our record? I guarantee it's a winning record. I would yeah. assume it's a record that is well in our favor, right? Like well over 500. He came to play last night. He started, MPJ started four for four from the field. Uh, including one three. Yep. Um, Jamal started four for four yep. as well. As a team, we started twelve for twelve. So we kind of obviously we're playing a team that is not nearly as good as some of the others we've been playing. Um, and the way they're treating Drummond is awful, by the way. Yes. Yes. But we, we came. We came ready to play, and MPJ showed up. What did he have? He had twenty-one points in the first half. He didn't do much in the second, but he got to that twenty-point mark. That we talked about. Yeah. yeah. What I liked about his game last night, and uh, Will and I. Talk, we're talking about this at the very beginning. He worked inside out. So mm-hmm. instead of coming into the game and just immediately jacking up a three, his first bucket was a ball fake drive to the hoop for a layup. His next bucket was a mid-range, it was a ball fake mid-range jumper. Yeah. And then his third bucket after getting those two, his third bucket was the three and that was good. And then he worked back inside for his fourth bucket. And so when he's unpredictable in that sense, but you also gives you confidence, man. That's like one of the golden <laughs> rules of basketball is don't just step on the court and start jacking threes, right? I, mean, I know you're a professional uh, basketball player and you have a great shot and you should trust that shot and you should have confidence in it and it's going to go in every single time. I get that. But there's something we said about gaining that confidence, seeing the ball go through the hoop and then working your way out. And I was just proud of MPJ for the way he started the game last night in that manner instead of just chucking stuff. He did get a little overconfident at one point. Do you remember that? Three where he, he came off a screen. He didn't square up. He had a chance to square up. Yeah. Square. Oh yeah. Then yeah. he can't and he shot it off balance and kicked his legs out. And yeah. Just, just like, dude, just gather yourself and you know, play within but you know, yeah, I guess he was feeling it. Not like barbecue chicken though, man. That, no. Oh my goodness. He needs, to, yeah, he needs to set his feet. He kinda gets um happy feet over anxious when he's open. Mm-hmm. Like it comes off a screen when he's open instead of like it happened, like you said, on that bad shot. That wasn't necessarily a good shot. But then that the next three that he took, again, set his feet mm-hmm. and then knocked it down. Yep. Like, just take your time a little bit, MPJ. Yes, you're tall enough. And like you said, with, with his size, it, he feels like every shot's a good shot. Right. 
But um, <laughs> I mean, he's taking some pretty bad shots this year. Yeah, but yeah. Um, again, he's still learning. Uh, but if, if he plays well, we play better. Um, we, we, we need Jamichael Green to kind of join that. Like his three-point percent. I, I'm curious in the last 10 games what Jamichael's three-point percentage has been. I feel like it's dropped significantly because he came out hot when yeah. he started. Oh, he's dropped after, after the injury, came out hot. And now he's kind of declining. Um, he got hurt last night. So another injury. Oh man, remember I was freaking out at Michael Malone first. first. I thought he took a quick timeout. I was like, don't freak out Malone. What the hell are you yeah. doing? You're overreacting. Oh, he got hurt. Yeah, Green got hurt. Uh, Green got hurt. Yeah. So he's actually taking care of his player. Whoops. Uh, Has anybody seen uh, the update on, on Green? What what did he hurt last night? Shoulder contusion. Okay, yeah, so he might be out for three, four games, maybe. Wow. Shoulder bruise. Shoulder bruise will be fine. He's a tough. Yeah, he's a tough dude. I'm not worried about he him. He is tough. You're right. Yeah. Probably our toughest player. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what was cool to watch last night was Hartenstein step up when... Uh, I think that's bullshit that he got a technical. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he didn't start anything. He just got in McKee's face and was like, dude, that's fucked up. That was a bad foul by McKee. Right. Oh, yeah. Dumb foul. And then you, you get... Hartenstein and T. They, for they said he. They said he instigated. Instigated. He instigated. Yeah, no, he, he instigated. He. he uh, the word for it. Instigated. It was instigated. I thought they said he instigated something. I mean, because they went right to the ref during during I mean, uh, the feed. You know, which he's kind of cool. He takes it down. Yeah. Takes it down. He goes face to face. RJ comes over and shares some words with a guy about his height, and yeah. that was it. I don't feel like that. In I don't feel like that was instigating. I mean, he could have pushed him. That, they, they went chest to chest. That yeah. was a teammate standing up for a teammate after a bullshit foul. Yeah. Yeah. That did not deserve to be. Uh, that was that was a bad call by the officials to give Hartenstein a technical. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't shove anyone. He didn't push anyone. He just wanted to let Javel know that you don't do that. No, yeah. yeah, you don't do that to my teammate. The dude's a role player, man. You know, fifteen hundred bucks is a lot for him to get technical. Get a team. We're, we're lucky, MPJ. Did you see his leg? Yeah. 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 I was like worried to go like, oh, there goes an ACL. Yeah, there goes his career yeah. again. <laughs> I was like, oh, there goes an ACL because of bullshit. Jamel McGee. Oh my goodness. But uh, that was that was good stuff, man. Even though he got the T for it, I was happy to see. You don't well, see that a lot in the NBA. No, he stood up for his teammate as you should. What about Faku's ridiculous buzzer beater? Yeah. Where he just like he sideways. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I can switch. Hey, went in. Yeah, he's been playing well as well. Uh, Faku, the last five, six games, has also stepped up. Yes. And that's what makes me nervous about our, our win total the last five, six games is that maybe we're, I'm overreacting a little bit because we lost two on the road at the beginning of a road trip. And if we if we end up winning tomorrow, it's a two and two road trip. We come back home for a couple tough games and we go back out on the road. But maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. I guess if you go two and two on the road on an East Coast swing, I'd like to go three and one, right? I mean, what was frustrating was the Celtics game, honestly. I, it, it both, okay, it was, for both games, I think what's frustrating is you come out playing well in the first quarter, and and then it just, you know, it's usually our third quarter of Wapo. It's been our second quarter lately. Yes. Um, second quarter's been bad in, uh, the last couple games, and man, I, I mean, they were, we were up by 20 against the Wizards. Oh, yeah. Up by like 10 against the Celtics, yeah. and... Um, Man, it, it, yeah, both games definitely frustrating for sure to kind of jump around on each game. Uh, I was pretty frustrated by the by the calls on uh, Hampton in the Celtics game. Like, well, just clearly, like 
played great defense against yeah. Tatum and they called him about Litany. He was just getting ripped. And he was playing, I, I felt like he was playing good defense. You know what's fun to watch is if you don't pay attention, watch RJ just fly around the court. He challenges every shot. He does not let a dude shoot an open shot. And or he tries, get every, he tries to get every rebound. Yeah. And Faka like, kind does. Kind of annoyingly to other, like, right. big, like, there's like, hey, man, I got it. <laughs> Faka yeah. does the same thing defensively, but he's 5'11". You know what I mean? So you don't see the length. But no, RJ does still, the same thing. Faka still does his thing. Oh, no, absolutely. Even though he's 5'11". Yeah. yeah, RJ does his, RJ, in a couple of years, man, RJ's going to be, he's going to be our guy. Like. He's going to be a great two-way player. We're, we're yeah. gonna, we're, we won't have Barton. You know, and so he'll step in a bit. He'll step, we may still have Gary, I don't know, but he'll step up and do a shooting guard role. You'll have MPJ out there. As well. He does remind me of a more athletic, potentially better offensive player at some point, Aaron Aflalo. Mm -hmm. Same size, mm -hmm. same length, same energy. Knock down an open shot. Yeah. I just want to see that dude dunk. Oh, wow. man. I want, to see I, I want to see him get a breakaway. I want to see them pass it up to him on a breakaway. And I'm just looking for that 360 window, man. Here's your thought, or I need your thoughts on this, Tim. Uh, mm -hmm. My boy Miller sent me a text. Miller! After the Wizards game. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, all right, I'm done with MPJ. Trade him, and let's just focus on RJ as our future. Do you have thoughts on that? Now, this was before the game last night, obviously. As your third piece? Yeah. He's not quite the scorer. In my eyes, he's not quite the scoring threat that MPJ is. Yeah, it's a now, MP, but the thing is, is MPJ is very inconsistent, and uh, MPJ doesn't do well on defense. Yeah, MPJ has a lot of turnovers. So team, like team defense. He, he's got mm -hmm. he's got weak hands. He just he drops does, yeah. balls all the time. So I can see where you want to go all in on RJ right now and just get rid of MPJ. I think that might be a little too early. Just MP, MPJ is a little further along in the progression of offensively mm -hmm. in the league compared to RJ. Um, I do think RJ on the defensive end is better and less of a liability oh, than MPJ. Because yeah. um, I had, in my notes, I had a lot of praises for the way MPJ was playing. And then I just started dogging him because he started just doing stupid shit on the defensive end. And he had a couple dumb turnovers. And he's just real frustrating. And we want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's young. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so is RJ. I think um, MPJ is flashy, whether it's offense or defense. Now, what I mean by that is like these chase down blocks, like these oh, he wants to backside be, yeah. blocks. But I mean, Scott Hastings all the time just goes, man, just be in position. Right. And always rips MPJ for like being just a little late in, oh, yeah. in, his, uh, in his help in his help defense. Um, I, I think he is still learning and done a better job, but... Again, like your guys' point, it just comes natural to, to Hampton and Najee. They're better defenders already. Already. Um, and we're going to need them for our future. So, But to, to get rid of MPJ, I, I, get I think next year is going to be a real, real telling thing for us. The rest of this season, obviously, too. And what happens um, the next two years for MPJ if, if we're going to trade him or not. I, 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 I have a feeling that he's not going to want to stick around. Uh, whatever. Eventually. I mean, if that's his attitude, that's fine. But I I am totally cool right now, and I love I love the way MPJ played that's last That's a little, night. you know, cute, like, I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what our future holds with MPJ and potential contracts. And, but, but I do, um, if I may for just one second, mm -hmm. 
I do um, right now want to put him and Bull Bull together and send Barton someone willing to eat up that contract. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. And I'll send a draft pick um, to, to for Kelly Oubre or for uh, uh, who's the Hachimura from freaking the Wizards after watching that. I'm like, probably don't need to give that much for Hachimura. No, you probably don't. But I'm just saying, I'm willing to set up that trade package to entice someone to just bite a M- little bit. MPJ is our best trade bait right now. Yes. Him being the headliner and teaming with somebody or picks, but he's our best trade bait at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you have again talent for less money, everybody's going to want a piece of that. Mm-hmm. For it, it, When you get that next, you know, I get it. We, we, we always hear the Bill trades. I think that's the biggest one we always hear. But, um, you know, I don't think that's happening. I don't think, I don't think Washington wants to let him go. No, and he doesn't know. want to leave Washington. No. He hasn't said that he wanted a trade. All right. Another quick question. Yeah. Uh, another quick question. Is Faku a Minnie Mouse version of Manu Ginobili? Ah. Last yeah. night I was like, thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's a lot of similarities in their games, man. I, uh, I think it's kind of hilarious. Is last week we were kind of upset with uh, Faku's, uh, what he's been putting out there, and then since then he's just balled out. Yeah. He's doing he's doing what you want a backup point guard to do. He can come in, he can facilitate, he plays defense, he hustles from end to end. And um, he had like three or four, I think he had three games in a row of 15 points. And last night he had 10 points. So he's scoring in double digits. He's hitting some threes. Uh, he's attacking the basket more. Yeah, he's starting to finish at the he's, rim. Or at least drop fouls. He's finding out how to play in the NBA. Right. It, I mean, obviously he did great things when he was playing overseas at a high level. But the NBA is a whole nother element compared to, to European basketball. And I think he's talented enough. Yes, he's 5'11", but he's talented enough to play in the NBA. Contribute. And, and I think we're starting to see that. And I'm happy we have him locked in for a couple of years. You know, what's really cool is, and we talked about this early on in our, our um, Rose on Nudge stuff. But remember, we were like, we brought in so many dudes. And you know what's cool is those dudes have had to contribute. Like, we've had injuries. Zeke has had to contribute. RJ's had to contribute. Yeah. Faku's had to contribute a lot. These are rookies. I mean, I know Faku's not really a rookie, but these are rookies, right? Contributing a lot to uh, a team that currently sits seventh in the West, which is like the worst place to sit because you do not want to be a part of those play-in games. Well, you don't want to be a part of the game. You yeah. don't want to play well, the Lakers yeah. in the first round. Well, yeah, absolutely. And right now, that's who you'd face. Well, yeah. But if but I'm going to talk games. about this when we got to the Lakers game. But uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron together, very tough to beat. Oh, yeah. Only one of them. Beatable. Beatable. Yes. Easy. Easily. Hands down beatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the Lakers. I kind of wanted to. No, I know. Work, you, I know you did. We'll work. We'll work our way back and get to the Lakers because what a fun game that was, man. Great to just crush baby, them. I love when Baby Bron Bron cries. Yeah. Oh it, man. It brings me such joy. And he needs it brings me pacifier. Yeah. He's more than my daughter. <laughs> yeah, LeBron James. Um. Okay. Let's uh, take a break here. I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. Oh well. 
So I, I was thinking about what, if I wanted to make it specifically Nuggets, but with the All-Star break looming, mm-hmm. and I think this is something I was even thinking about last week, was uh, All-Star, All-Star voting is kind of a joke. Wade oh, uh, Thompson had more All-Star votes than like, what, Donovan Mitchell? Right. Like, what? What is this? And then, you know, Dame Lillard, in my opinion, should have been a starter over Luca, but the fan vote was the deciding vote. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we all agree that All Star voting is a joke. Remember when Yao Ming was always oh, yeah. a starter, Started, even yeah. when he had a crappy year or stuff like another even when Tim Duncan, even when Tim you know, Duncan, dude, Yao Ming's a starter because of all the China votes. Oh man, All Star vote like it's a joke. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's cool because at least China was <laughs> at least China was exercising some oh, the China <laughs> Damn, China <laughs> Well We got to be good. They don't really get I sound very Republican. <laughs> I think it, it got me crying. Sorry, I went off on my own. I'm trying to bones. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, my Lord. That's really funny. <laughs> I lost it. I'm sorry, guys. Be professional. Bring it back. Uh, in. Reel it in. Well, well I'm in. not overreacting. You're overreacting. All-star voting is a joke. Um, <laughs> well, the reason the China votes so much <laughs> for the all-star is because they can't vote in real life. So that was them practicing democracy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Well, you brought up Yami. Have you seen that clip of Shaq talking about Yami? Yes, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gone viral. It's, oh, yeah. Did you see it? Well, no, you haven't it's, seen it. You haven't seen uh, it. And he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. For years, he goes. I had. He's like, I thought there was a language barrier there, and then one day he did this nice move on me and hit a shot, and I was like, nice shot. Yami looks at me and goes, thanks, Shaq. <laughs> and Shaq was like, what? You speak English? And Shaq, and, and Yao Ming goes, of course, you just never speak to me. <laughs> you gotta look it up, Shaq. Oh, yeah, it was really funny. funny. It was really funny. Of course, you just never speak to me. Tim, I'm not oh, reacting here. I'm reacting. Well, I will agree with Will that NBA voting for uh, is a joke. But, it is a joke. Uh, I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting. I don't think I have one, man. <laughs> That's such a downer. If you want me to reach, mine was going to be uh, Faku is going to be an integral part of our future. And I may be overreacting on this, but I honestly think the last few weeks, I mentioned this a second ago, the way he's been playing is kind of showing me he's going to figure out the league. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the league, but I think he's going to be dangerous off the bench. And obviously we already have Monte. But we have been able to play Monte with Faku, Faku with Jamal, and Jamal with Faku. You know, we've been able to play all three rounds, and and I like I like our point guard. I think we have the three greatest point guard tandem in the league. There you go. The most point guard depth. Most point guard depth. I mean, you go from Jamal to to to, to Morris, and then you then you bring in Faku. And I'm not worried about either three of those guys bringing the ball up. Do they all make dumb mistakes at times? Yes, but I think. Uh, I guess I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. Uh, we have the greatest uh, tandem of point guards in the league. Trio. Trio. I'm not overreacting. Trika. 
I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. Jamal Murray has the best offensive game in the NBA. Ooh. When he's on, man, when he's, he's deadly yeah, from inside he, and outside. When he when he plays like last night, if you could just do that, yeah. It's when he feels it, he's he goes atomic. Is what we, what Tim, call it. Tim, you're not gonna atomic. you're not gonna believe this. You're not. But I looked at Will like halfway through the fourth. I was like, he's gonna get his fiftieth on a dunk. You called it. I called it on that dunk. Yeah. I loved how we were up and like they started coming back just a little bit because like three possessions in a row, we were just like, get 50 Jamal, get 50 Jamal. That's all. I loved his 50th point that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> time out, get everybody out. Yeah, yeah, time out, yeah, immediately yeah. everyone's out. We're getting him his 50. All right. Which is crazy because he scored 50 a couple times in the playoffs. and So it was nice to see him do it. Now I want to see him play like that against a team, a good team. And Jokic had another triple-double, right? Yes. yes, he did. Which they took away one of his assists for a moment. Uh, that's what I thought. They, they took, they it, took it away and they gave it back. On that uh, three where Jamal nailed it and danced, yeah. they took away Jokic's triple-double for a few seconds. Why? Because the NBA sucks. They don't like it. <laughs> they don't like that Jokic that is correct. so good. They just <laughs> keep screwing him over. Oh, dude. They, they like quesadillas. Well, he doesn't like a good quesadilla. <laughs> I miss Intrigue. Oh, I miss Enchiritos. So Enchiritos are great. So now, and then you oh. take your queso, or you take your quesadilla, and you dip it in the leftover uh-huh. sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Enchiritos are my favorite at Taco Bell. They've been gone now for like five years. Are they bringing them back? No. no. But I had, a, I had a former student who was a manager at Taco Bell in Woodland, and he was like, hey, man, if you come, I'll make you an Enchirito. So I did get an Enchirito a couple years ago. Nice. Even though you can't get them anymore. Legit. Really good. Um, yeah. And then you take the sauce. Yeah, red sauce, man. I got a good you, red sauce. Yeah, and you just dip whatever else you're eating in it. Yep. Burrito or today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Taco Bell. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Product placement for Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> can we talk uh, about the Wizards game for a little bit? Okay, you want to skip that? Bertans. Davis Bertans. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. trade for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That dude was on fire, man. Yeah, that's if you that's how outlandish contract would be perfect for us. That's exactly what we need. But that's how that guy shoots all the time. There's a reason they paid him that outlandish contract yeah. because he is the best three point shooter when in he's the on. NBA. When he's on, man. All right, that dude was crazy. It wasn't even close. He was, he was like eight for eight at one point. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. I mean, when he shot the ball, you knew it was going in. Yeah. Except down the stretch, when I was like, Jermichael Green, don't foul him, don't foul him, don't foul him, and then he fouled him. That was a dumb foul. Uh, and then the next one was also a dumb foul. That dude, that dude can ball. Bertrand's? Yeah, he can shoot. ball. He can shoot. I mean, it was nice to have Monte and Gary back. Yeah, it was. And then Gary re-injures himself. Which, yeah. But I told you guys, you don't just come back from muscle tears, and I think we tried to force Gary back. We, or he insisted on playing, which is cool. Well, the thing is, is in our losses, what hurts us is not our offense. Right. Overall, it's our defense. We gave up 125 points. Yeah. They kept on running Computer Blue. Computer Blue? <laughs> it's a Chappelle show joke. Oh. <laughs> is that the Prince episode? Pretty random. Yeah. It's just like Computer Blue. <laughs> Sorry. That's Randomness okay. from Will. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, we scored 41 points in the first quarter, and it just went downhill from there. Yeah. The second quarter, we got outscored 46 to 23. So you have a great first quarter. Our second quarter was our El Guapo. 
And then, and then, like I've said in the past episodes, is we just they got up to us, they caught up, they started getting a lead, and instead of running our offense and attacking and going through Jokic and actually doing what the Nuggets do well, we just came down and started chucking up threes. And we're not that team. Yeah, we're not that team that could just we're run down there and chuck up do threes. That. Yeah, we gotta like, create. Attack we, the rim to create. Open we shot. can hit threes, but our game is get the ball to Jokic, do some pick and rolls, attack the basket. It's not just sit there and chuck up threes. And that's what happened in the Wizards game is we got into that mindset on offense. Finally, we were able to attack, so we got back into it. But that was a really, in my mind, I saw us going three and one on this road trip and. Um, that Wizards loss is the one that kind of threw, threw, that threw, threw, the, whole thing threw the whole thing. Yeah, off. You're, you're not. You you want to be Boston, especially like you guys mentioned. I think you're up 12 in the first, and at halftime you're up 10, maybe. Yeah. But uh, and so you're thinking, oh, well, maybe we steal one from Boston. But you're not like of all the games on the road trip. You're like, uh, we might. Yeah, concede, Boston be tough. We might concede this Boston game. Um, but yeah, the Wizards game makes it really hard. And we were so lucky we got rescheduled to go play the Cavs. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, it hurts because we're the seventh team in the West. And to go out East, and the West has such a great record against the East this season, to go out there and drop two games instead of just one, yeah, uh, that hurts us because we need to jump up those standings. I get the West is tough. A lot of good teams. A lot of good teams play good basketball right now. Well, um, you got. You're not. I don't believe we can finish in the top three. I don't think that's happening. But what we need to do is make sure that we don't finish seventh or eighth because you don't want to play those extra playing games and then have to go play the Lakers or Utah. You know? If you look at our schedule moving forward, it, it, it looks a little bit more friendly. Is it? Does it get easier? We do got. We've, we've had a rough go. Yeah. Um, I think we got, well... Did we get the Cavs again? No, we got the Trailblazers that are playing well. When do we I get, think that's one of our toughest games. When do we get Detroit? I'm ready to crush those. We don't, we don't play Detroit. Um, They're going to schedule us for a Detroit doubleheader, I Because we missed that one. Yeah. When we play in Detroit, we'll go back-to-back So we'll Detroit. miss our home game with Detroit. I think so. That sucks. Uh, all right. Well, the Wizards game was frustrating. But can I talk real quick just about, I like Jermichael Green, but Jermichael Green also makes some plays that make me, he's he's like a better MPJ because, you know, he hustles and plays D and dunks on people. Mm-hmm. But um, his two fouls down the stretch against the Wizards really cost us the game. I, I know you're not supposed to say that two fouls cost you the game down the stretch, but especially at the end of the first quarter when we just refuse to stop ball and they get a dunk. Like, you know, as time expires, right? Like little plays like that count over the course of the game. But as, um, you know, as distance decreases, your intensity has to increase, right? And so as the game is slowly dwindling away, you have to be super into what's happening on the court. Jamaica Green fouled two shooters, um, gave up five points on free throws down the stretch that cost us the game. Um, Flying at Bertrands, which was a fairly weak foul, but nonetheless, you can't fly at his hands, right? It doesn't happen if MPJ sinks on Robin Lowe. Right, yeah, if MPJ oh, just... Why are, you, why are you trying to sing on MPJ. Robin Lowe? <laughs> and then you've got, you've got an out-of-control Bradley uh, Beal going to the rim. On an illegal not, screen that got him open, by the way. Well, he was not going to make whatever layup he was about to try, and Green jumped into him. I mean, it was obvious to me. 
and uh, I was just really disappointed with Green. He gave up five points on Michael us. Malone said he was vertical. <laughs> that never usually Michael Malone's like, hey, you know, we blew it. <laughs> he was he was pretty pissed at that game, man. Yeah, well, Green was as not, he should be. Green yeah. was not vertical. He was just yeah. We were we were all upset we, we lost that game. Man. We missed three free throws in that game. Well, how many did we shoot? Why don't we shoot free throws ever? Because we don't attack. We settle for outside. We were 15 for 18. They were 27 for 34. 34. Wow. They shot 34. We shot 18. We lost by two. Had we made all 18, we win. But the thing is, is that was the game where I was just talking about that we settled for outside shots. Oh, and we the, stopped. We stopped attacking in the second half. Yeah. In the third quarter, I, I actually made that same note too. I was like, luckily we're hitting shots because we are not trying attack. to get to the back. So, if you yeah. attack in close games and when you're losing and when you're up by a few, you got to be aggressive and you got to continue to attack the basket because that's how you're going to get fouls called on the other team. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is the, the Cavs, who we attack the basket, have a have better interior defense, honestly, than the Wizards. And like, what what big? I mean, with Thomas Bryant being hurt, what big? On the Wizards makes you go, oh man, you better oh, not well, Jokic, was, Jokic was eating them up, man. Yeah, Jokic was eating them up, of course. But I mean, but no one else. But is I mean, attacking the rim by our guards, like sure. our wings and guards, got to attack the rim. Like, like, why, why aren't you doing that against the Wizards? So. But we just beat the crap out of Cleveland, and we had high. That was a big game. We have, we know that we know we own them right now. We'll say we, I, I hope we, I hope we take this. Cleveland uh, butt whooping again that we, we handed out and use it as momentum to say, hey, yes, we're going to play better competition, but we can still attack the rim. And that, that needs to be our identity to create shots. All right. Well, I'd like to do timeout with Tim. How in the hell is an NBA game officiated better with two officials than with three officials? Yeah, that was. <laughs> yes. It's so true. The Nuggets versus the Lakers was a well-officiated game. Yeah. Two officials. Two. Then our next two games, we had three. And what happens? We get screwed. They suck. I think, first off, you know how I feel about NBA officiating. You love it. It's horrible. <laughs> um, it's the best. I mean, for, for being the best league in the world, you have the crappiest officiating. I honestly think, like I've been saying, go to four officials to kind of help them out. Because go to two, because then they're going to have to work harder. They're going to have to pay more attention. They're not slacking off. Like, I felt like, obviously, we won and we beat the Lakers, and that's a positive thing, and we always love beating the Lakers. But that game was fairly officiated. Like, it was a fair game with just two you officials. Just, you just gave me a great idea. Officiate it like you do the soccer field. They only have one official who's going back and forth, and right? The the and then the two guys with the flags are just looking for offsides. The linesmen. Yeah, the linesmen are just looking for well, offsides. They can, they can let them know when the when uh, a foul is right next to them. Yeah, when an infraction is when it's right it's, next to them. Though the, the thing is about the NBA, when you have three officials, the two officials who actually see the play don't call anything, and then you have the third official who sees the flop. <laughs> and then you didn't have that against the Lakers. And, but maybe you have one guy who's just focused solely on the ball. Because off-ball stuff, who cares, right? One guy who's focused solely on the ball, or girl, and that person is your official, right? And they call things, but they can get help from the other two. So, like, maybe if there was a really terrible screen, someone is like, hey, that's a bad screen. 
but there's one person watching like the main action the whole time and that's your main uh, referee. And that way, if anything happens, you can ask that person like, hey, why didn't you call this, right? Instead of like going to three different refs. I like that. Well, and, and, and Tim nailed it, like you said, like they'll be, uh, they'll be the baseline official and something close to the rim. Right. And he lets it go. He's right there. He has the best angle. Mm -hmm. And then the guy at the top of the key, almost by half court, is making a call. You shouldn't. That should how, be how is like, it's just like, just like in. It's the, not your call. Not your jurisdiction. Right. right. <laughs> like, come it's, on, man. It's sad. I hate that. And then it's just, it, it creates this weird bias. And you know, certain officials like, um, our, our, our favorite, um, what's his name? God, the, he's, he hates Jokic so much. Why can't I think his name? Brothers? Right? Tony Brothers? Yeah, Tony Brothers. Just like, make, those, those officials like, yeah, oh, I'm a senior right. official. I got to make this call. Right. Pretty clear. I'm like, oh, dude, really? I, yeah, and uh, NBA official, officiating is terrible. How about that terrible Washington call where the, the, the yeah. lady official, <laughs> they didn't even establish it. Well, the thing is, the thing is, is guys, two guys officiated a great game. Next game, Archie Hampton's hustling his ass off. Right. And they're not rewarding hustle, they're rewarding a flop. Yeah. And there's three officials. The NBA has some stuff to figure out. That's never going to. No, but it's. Unless, it's, it's, unless they yeah, actually change something. No, well, the thing is, is the thing is, is the NBA and the NFL both went all in on offense, all in on offense, which completely changed the game altogether. And they both, both the NBA and the NFL, went so far on offense that it's actually hard to play good defense, and that takes yeah. away from the game. And that's sad because the game's supposed to be two teams battling their asses off. For how many ever minutes it is, you know, whether it's basketball or football, you're supposed to be able to battle. They did but in hockey when, too. They did in hockey too. But when the offense has the advantage, you're really just taking away from the game. And the NFL, in my opinion, the NFL and Dan Patrick said this: the NFL and the basketball went way too far offense. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, true. That's <laughs> true. The truth. Move it on. No, I, I also it, man. I also really like defense. Oh, nailed it. I thought I was a good defender back in the day, and I great, actually enjoyed, great defender. I enjoyed playing defense. Me I enjoyed too. I enjoyed playing such great defense that the offensive guy got mad yeah. and started complaining. Okay. When that guy started complaining, when I was guarding him, I chuckled because I was like, "Yeah, that's my dude." I mean, it's, uh, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I loved it. The, being that guy on defense, just being. Gritty and being like, I'll guard him and I'll do yeah. what I can to stop I'm gonna him. Guard after and him. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it hard for him. Will I give up fouls? Yeah, but am I gonna make it hard? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, I just I, obviously defense is not glorified as it once was. But when I played back in the day, that's what I loved doing. All right. Well, now you've got me just thinking. All right. First of all, the only time I was ever totally on a mismatch defensively is when I had to guard Lamar Long from Sierra, who well, that's was fast. oh. That's a His guard. crossover was, I just, I couldn't do yeah, it. You want a point guard? But even, <laughs> but even, God rest his soul, and we're sorry, Vincent Jackson. You know what I mean? But even Vincent Jackson, I was like, I got this. But, look, dude, Lamar Long, I could not, I could not guard that guy. But, the load hole? The load hole? <laughs> <laughs> we could have that guy. But at the beginning of the game, I'd go up to him and I'd just, I'd, I'd look at him, I'd be like, you guys are going to be a snake? I mean, <laughs> like seven foot. And, and I mean, the dude was like 6'10", 6, 6, 6, 300 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And I'm over here at 6'1 and a half, 6'2 at best. hundred and, and in high school, I was under 200 pounds. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I was like. One would front him, one would be behind him. And we would just 
hope for the best. <laughs> I was looking at him like, he's not done. And then he goes, okay. <laughs> I will say. And so you just get real close and do baby hooks. Yeah. Like, uh, that's very Nick, Nick Fazekas was also a very difficult guard. But that's because he was shooting threes as like he a 6'11". He was amazing. Yeah. But we digress. Yeah. Um, the note I made at the very end of the Boston game was this was an amazing effort wise. Like I thought we played hard, but we didn't get the W, right? And I thought at that point in time, if we played with the same effort that we did against Boston, uh, against the Wizards, then we'd get the W against the Wizards. And as you guys mentioned, the second quarter against the Wizards was abysmal. Yeah. Um, but I thought we played hard. We were outmatched against Boston um, with all the dudes who were out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Jamal didn't have a great start, but he came on and started playing hard. He did have eight turnovers in that game, which killed us. Yeah. Um, so he was a little sloppy with the ball, but he was still playing hard. And that's what you'll always get from Jamal. We forget about this because we rag on him for not contributing enough offensively. But you're always going to get someone who's going to come out and compete every single night, right? Yeah. And so there's there's got to be something said about that. And I'm not sure you can say that about every nugget every night. Um, but certainly Jokic and Murray, you can say that about them every night. And that's why I feel really good about our team in the future and everything, right? But uh, but Boston game was just a hard fight game, man. Did you guys have any reactions to that? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it sucks to lose to Boston. Green didn't play well. MPJ didn't play well. Um, as we mentioned earlier, you need that third guy to play well for the Nuggets to be successful. I think that might just be the NBA these days is you need three guys to perform well each time. And we just didn't get that. It was a really frustrating game. And I say we didn't perform well. I mean, that was Faku's second game in a row with 15-plus points. But it really hurts you when MPJ's a no-show. Third quarter, you know, I'm going to bring this up, and we have some insight from our buddy who works for him. But I I really want to see some bowl-bowl action. Um... We either need to be playing him or we need to put him on the trade line. Um, he's 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 going to be hard to find his way in the league because he's a seven foot wing, you know. But when things are going so bad for the Nuggets and we're putting in our bench to try to figure things out, uh, I just really wish we'd play bowl bowl at times. And I kind of felt that way in the third quarter of that Boston game. I was like. Put Bull Bull in. He's got length. He could be dangerous offensively. Uh, but obviously, he's done something to lose his playing time within the organization. Uh, but, you know, I just I, – I, at this point, we either got to trade him or keep him in my eyes. But, I, you know, when we're just struggling, I'm repeating myself, and I apologize. But we were just struggling, and I wanted to see us just try something we hadn't tried in a while. Just to kind of like throw a ring. Throw, 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 throw something out there. Uh, our boy Jesse Martin, who's uh, tuning in here, thinks nice. that you got to. Yeah. Isn't that Jesse's awesome? tuning in. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks you got to institute like yellow cards like they do in soccer, where like if you, you flop, definitely got his ears. Yeah. <laughs> like if you flop and stuff, start, start yellow carding people, which is fine, right? Um, Tim, to your point on Bull Bull, we do have some inside information. This is breaking here. Breaking news. Uh, insider. Yeah, you only get a Bros on Nugs. This is a Bros on Nugs exclusive. Bull Bull's in the doghouse. He has poor effort in practice. He does not work hard. He has an attitude problem, mm-hmm. and that is why he's not playing. I, uh, yeah, it was pretty clear. Like, 
I was telling you guys last week when we were watching, uh, like when they were trying to, when the team was seeing happy birthday to Paul Millsap and he was the only one being like, didn't look like he wanted to be there. Yeah. And a, t- a moment that's supposed to be fun, regardless of yeah. playing time, that's a team camaraderie moment. Yeah. You know, that that the coach is trying to engage with. Um, with uh, I think everybody probably on the team loves Paul Millsap. Yeah. Yeah, That when I saw his attitude, I was like, he is despondent. But, uh, you know, again, saying the same thing. Now, in, in, in regards to getting back to the Celtics game, nice. Nice, yeah, that was some good photography. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm camera, a cameraman. Cameraman, yeah. He went way live. Um, it, it, it was this way the last couple games is the the lack of support and help from Jermichael Green and MJ. Didn't like, MJ not score a bucket against the, the Celtics, mm-hmm. right? MPJ splats. That was terrible, right? He sucks. So, it, which is why he's supposed so to be, like, again, with. Will Barton out for personal reasons. Those couple games was another opportunity for MPJ to, you know, put a stamp on being the guy or our third scorer. And he, I, I feel like he whiffed. Again, we've already talked about it, his rebound from from la, uh, the, the Cavaliers game and playing better last night. But that's a big reason why you lose to a team like the Celtics. With so many injuries, you you need those guys to play well, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Nope. Uh, you know, and I don't really blame him because he's a rookie. Is it, it, it was it would be nice to see uh, Nanji knock down some more threes and play a little bit more consistently like he did against the Lakers. But I mean, come on, he's not he's not getting a lot of minutes. He's a rookie, so I'm not like oh it's Nanji's fault. I'm just like man, it would have been nice if he would have dropped 14 again. If he could have. Two threes. Two threes. Been sweet. Um, and, and again, I, I felt like RJ played well. He did. But Dude. I got really frustrated with some RJ calls, obviously, with yeah. the Celtics. Oh, yeah. I suppose this was a poorly officiated game going back there. Um, <laughs> here you go. Jokic had 43. Oh, yeah. God. Composo had 15. Jamal had 25. Our next highest scorer after those guys was Hartenstein, or Hartenstein Stein. with six points. Whoo, a hefty six. He played hard in that game. No, no, he, he, did, he, yeah, he played hard, point. but my point. point is, is our offense came from three guys. Yeah. We didn't, Rough. like, we've had team wins. We've had games where people are scoring less points. Like, Jokic has won games scoring 13 points while other people are picking up the slack. It was, uh, you know how the old saying, team win? This was a team loss. <laughs> I've watched Scott Hastings for a long time. I otherwise to be just like him. <laughs> He's the best. Sorry. That was just. Also had eight assists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should buy a boat. <laughs> Tim looked at me when he said. It's a team loss with his like old school stash. Now he's like, <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. It's awesome he's though. Getting oh, no, it's he's getting a good curl there, man. Thirty style boxing. I have the. I went all out today. I got rid of the Fu Man two part. Yeah. Uh, I even have my mustache waxing. Ooh. 
I can threw, tell. Threw a little extra in before, before Bros on Nuts, so it's nice to start. <laughs> oh, and you didn't share with me? Would you like some? It's upstairs. I also brought my comb. Yeah, I've got a mustache comb. Why don't you go upstairs and get it? Uh, it's in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, yeah, he just asked surgery. We're not going to get the mustache comb on Bros on Nuts, right? Okay. All right, what's next? They did take my stitches out, which feels great, guys. Yeah, I'm glad you made it right. And you got to actually clean your leg. Yeah. That's, cool. That's awesome. Um, anyone have a Grafundamental? I do. <laughs> I do. I'm happy if I have a Grafundamental. <clears throat> Follow your shot. Okay. Nobody in the NBA follows your shot. Like, Gus, growing up, playing basketball in the park, you shoot the ball, what do you do? You follow your shot. Right? And you, you, there's, we, and I, I put this down in the Lakers game because there was a few possessions there where our guy shot and ran down the court and the ball bounced off the rim and almost landed where he was. So yeah, there was... maybe you don't necessarily follow your shot, but don't just give up right away. But like, you know, follow your shot, be a rebounder. Um, that's what I have. Um, my, yeah, my fundamental uh, stems from the Washington game and uh, run a guy off a three point line mm-hmm. who wants to do nothing else but shoot a three. Like lock and trail, don't don't switch, and be able to run a guy off the three point line who can do nothing else. And you didn't do that against Bertans, and you lost the game because of it. Yeah, I mean, make him even pump fake and drill. He's not an athletic person like no, Curry. No, no, yeah, no. you can't say that against Curry. Like, oh, it's easier. Like, you know, you run him off, he'll he'll shot fake, he'll sidestep you, and still nail it because he's that. Like, he can shoot off balance. Like Bertans needs to be. Coming off yep. the screen, catch and shoot, catch and rhythm, shoot, yep. rhythm, rhythm shooter. Make it a little bit harder for him, please. Run him off the three-point line. Like, close out well, but under control. Because when you don't, obviously, he'll, he, 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 there are two fouls that he went and got, you know, three free throws. And apparently, he's like a 90% free throw shooter. Just, just run a... Of run course, a, he's a 90% free throw shooter, dude. Just run a guy off the, the, the three-point line. Please make him put the ball on the floor. Jesus. Cl- cl- close out. There's your fundamental. Close, close out. out. Well, when you were saying that, that's what I was thinking. Was just freaking close out. Do you, can you imagine Bertrand playing with Jokic? When he lights out, man. How many open threes? Danger zone. Danger zone. Hey! Highway <laughs> to the zone. Uh, All right, guys. Basketball question. In basketball, who's the most dangerous person? On the court. That's right. The guy with the freaking ball is the most dangerous person on the court. Stop, stop the ball! So stop the ball! Stop the damn ball! Did you say that last week? Did you say that last week? I had no, uh, I, I, had, I had a stop ball. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, wait. But I just I love the, 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 the Wizards game, man. At the end of the, the first quarter, ball. they didn't stop ball, and they no, just they allowed didn't. them to get a dunk at the end of the first quarter. I was just like, are you kidding me? No. Just stop, stop no balls. Just step up. Nobody wants to step up. <laughs> that was some deja vu. Stop the ball. Stop the damn ball. Well, that's because you coached girls basketball with us. So yes, that was uh, all right. You got a fundamental. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not Jesse at all. Pops up, Mom. Jesse's still uh, stuck on refereeing. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's doing well, Jesse. I hope you're doing well, man. Yeah, it's been dude. a while. I've seen your pictures of your kid. Very cute. I see pictures of your kid. Thank you. <laughs> Social media. In the internet. 
Uh, <laughs> oh man, good times. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but Sasha Stewart is the uh, she yes. wrote the telescript. Sasha Amen. which is a documentary. I'm gonna watch. I'll watch the Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, on Netflix. I'll go yes. watch it this week. Your mom's in town. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so DMR people do. Say how do you mother for me? <laughs> say, say hello to your mother for me. Say how do you mother for me? On an off note, the other day I'm wearing a Kenya Martin jersey. Then I watched some of his college highlights when he played at Cincinnati. Oh man, before the knee problems. Oh, that dude could elevate. I mean, he still he still could have had a decent vert post the knee problems. Oh yeah, but he got but, it. Like in Cincinnati, I mean, Vince pre, Carter stuff. Pre pre lips yeah. on the neck, pre like all tattooed out like I'm a feel you, dude. Yeah. Like just a, a young looking like you don't want to fight me looking dude. Yeah. But. That you want to see what you have the best post dunk celebrations? Yeah. Oh, how are you not fired up? Yeah, after you? Like, I love when he dunked the ball. Sorry, that's a different tangent. Yeah. Kenny Martin. Kenny Martin love. Kenny Martin. Kenny Martin love. Uh, I Kenny Martin jersey today. There's uh, my son has a kid. There's a kid in his class. He's gonna go to class named Kenny Martin. That's like legit. Oh, Kenny Martin. Kenny Martin. <laughs> legit. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right on. Um. <laughs> Oh crap! Oh, if you guys want to see before and after pictures of someone not on roids and then someone on roids, please look at the before and after of Chris Anderson. Like his rookie picture yeah. compared to like four years in the league, you're like, nah, no. Will and I went to a Nuggets game and he threw down one of the sickest dunks. I mean, granted, this this was pregame warmups. Yeah. But I had never cool. seen anybody throw down a dunk like this in person. Yeah. And uh, Chris Anderson did just like this. Sick ass windmill. This weird windmill, like reverse Windmill reverse. Yeah, windmilled it and then reversed it. It was crazy. It was the year. Like on the opposite side of the yeah. rim. As he's, as he's like, he, like he sidestepped as a windmill and then like came around this way. It, it was, was the year. It was the craziest thing. I think it was the year that he went to the dunk contest. They played the Rockets that game. If you guys want to, if you guys want to see, oh, we're popping it up. Don't worry. If you guys want. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jesse. If you guys want to see uh, two dunk cap, there's three dunk contests in the history of the NBA where Nuggets get screwed. Oh, it's just my phone. Don't worry. Robert Pax. Do you remember Robert Pax dunk contest? He got screwed. Uh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith got screwed. But the Birdman may be the worst <gasps> screw up. Like, he didn't even make it out of the first round. No, he couldn't make a dunk. He yeah, tried to yeah, really change stuff. I remember him getting Twitter, but he changed it up. Oh, he did he screw it well, up? Well, the thing is, is he tried like a dunk above his ability. Yeah. He was he was going to win. He went he went for a lack of turn balls to the wall. Yeah. He did try a free throw line. I still have my Birdman shirt. What happened? I, have, what happened I need to, to wear that. I have a Birdman shirt. I need to wear that next episode. I have his autograph. Should we all wear that? I turned it into a cutoff. Oh, sweet. <laughs> did you like, make like a feathery look? Can you make it look like that? Oh, what happened to that boy? <laughs> um, the best game of the week was the Lakers game. Oh, man. Can you believe it? feels like a century ago <laughs> when we stopped the Lakers win streak just Where's like we did to the Utah Jazz. Oh, they're camping this weekend. They invited me. They're camping? Yeah, horse two breaths is born. Worm. Worm, Miller, and Kyle. What? Yeah, at Horse Tooth Reservoir, like, you're going to freeze your ass off. <laughs> yeah, man. Miller even texted me. He was like, dude, hope I don't get hypothermia. So I hope they're okay. You know what, guys? I know you'll listen to this, and you'll be really happy when you do. So 
Uh, I enjoy that you will listen to this, but Worm, you're our constant audience. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Jesse, even more so for being here today. Yeah, uh, dude. All right, that Lakers game was freaking awesome, man. Oh, Woo! LeBron got angry. Sorry, got me all Ric Flair. Uh, I, love, I, love when, I love when LeBron cries. Oh man, nothing brings me more joy than to see a six foot eight giant ass grown man cry and just complain to the officials with like. I don't know what he's saying. It's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. All right, go ahead, Dave. Lakers. What you love about the Lakers? Oh my god. Yeah. All right, LeBron James, uh, obviously getting his ass kicked is nice, but um, I just like the fact that our <coughs> rookies, our rookies played really well. Zeke mm-hmm. played well, RJ played well. It was a uh, team win. It was a team win. <laughs> we had six guys in double figures. Six? Six. Sweet. Who were they? Almost at Jokic, Murray, Morris. Fuck And not, well, I was getting there. I was just saying fuck who in a fun way. Yeah. And Najee. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> I just, Najee was what stood out to me for that game. Well, Najee, Najee had 16. Capazzo had 15. Morris, 10. Hillsap, 10. And then our boys, Jamal and Jokic, both coming in with 20, 23 and 25. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a team win right there. Team win. It was like a, early on, excuse me. Early on, it reminded me of like a heavyweight bout because we were just going back and forth. Oh, I, that was my note. It was like, it was dude, what? Bout. That first quarter was fun. It was because it was, quarter. you know, they were fighting it was each other. Physical. Yep. It was what you want to see in basketball. Yep, exactly. It's the way it was played when we were kids and you watched the NBA. It was Two physical. Two they were letting them play. It was just beautiful basketball. Agreed. It reminded me of a heavyweight bout. Just back I, and forth, back and forth. Back I, and forth. I, I agree with you, Tim. I loved that first quarter. Just if you're a basketball fan, go back and watch the first quarter of the Lakers Nuggets and just watch refs stay out of the game and dudes playing ball. They, they play it's ball. so fun. The refs called the legit fouls. They stayed away from the flops, which is just... In today's NBA, it's a beautiful thing. But that's also why you saw baby Bron Bron cry. He wasn't getting his floppies in. He wasn't getting his floppies. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Uh, it's a baby turn. Floppy. He's a flopper. He's a flopper. He wasn't getting his floppies. Oh, like, like flopsies, flopsers. Uh, flopsies. Uh, <laughs> you guys killed me. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, he even went to the officials complaining several times. It's just the day LeBron does not sound like Jokic. That's my voice for every NBA player who flops. It goes back to Ginobili. It goes back to Ginobili. Yeah. Who's not Italian, but that's just my flopping voice. Well, he's Argentinian. It's yes, like being, it's like, it's <laughs> like being Italian. Just like Faku. It's like being Italian. Oh, man. Uh, I think Jesse's Italian, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can I say, I, I just want to say, with the first time we played the Lakers, Jokic had a, a, a slow start in a bad game. It was really good to see Jokic come out hot oh, yeah. and assert himself early in that game. Mm-hmm. It was a big reason why we won that game. And uh, I was really happy to see... Again, a dominant Jokic because I felt like he can do that against the Lakers, whether it's Anthony Davis guarding him or 
Mont Montrezl Harrell or whoever they have because they don't have Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee anymore. And I was really happy to see Jokic dominate early in that game and start us off on the right foot. You know who else played well in that first quarter and we forget? Murray. He had like eight points. They they played well. yeah. those, two, those two guys, that was... Murray played decent the game before the Lakers. Who did he play? I don't remember, but that was his two games ago. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, sweet. Get him down here. Get him down here. We want to ask him about the Arenado trade. Yeah, we sure do. Corey! Yo! Uh, just to catch you guys up in case you joined us late, uh, Will Davis is celebrating his birthday today with us. Uh, on Monday, he turns, uh -huh. what, 35? Yep. Oh my God, he's so old. <laughs> um, I have some notes that I wanted to bring in. Absolutely. Um, We're going to be joined momentarily by our friend uh, Corey Madison. Um, so Here's the thing. The Lakers game, you were playing basketball. We were crashing the boards. We were stopping ball in the first quarter. We were stopping the ball in the first quarter. I think Jesse's a Lakers fan. Hold on. And it was the game AD went out. Yes. Well, that's okay. And that's great for everybody because AD's a bitch. Wow. I'm just talking shit to you, Jesse. I'm sorry. <laughs> he rocks the two-sock Nike game that I did in middle school. Check it out. And he has a unibro. And he does. I don't have that. I do. Uh, no, yeah, it's coming in. It's always been it's coming, coming in. in. It's coming <laughs> in. Najee played well. Our rookies were balling out. We were shooting too many threes. Yeah. It, my my reaction. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> my reaction to that game in the fourth quarter was, Conchar really does bother me. Oh, I've always been. I was furious. Conchar came in and he was just, oh my god. <laughs> Jesse, how are you a Lakers fan? You grew up in Arizona, I guess. You grew yeah, up in Arizona. Arizona yeah. They're like Arizona's like an extension. Why why couldn't you have been a Phoenix fan? No, because Arizona's like, it's L.A. It's all the people who moved away from hey, LA, LA was too expensive. That's my old shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Corey, come, on, come Corey. have a seat. Come have a seat. You're joining, joining us, us on our podcast. Join us on Bros on Nuns. Um, Bros on Nuns. I get you don't, watch, uh, you don't watch the NBA. But can we get your thoughts on the Arenado trade? Oof. Let it, just let your true feelings out, Corey. <laughs> Anything you want that's in your soul about that trade, yeah. Let it out there. This is a vent sesh. This is a vent sesh. Yeah. Let it happen, dude. Uh, that, was a, that was a bad choice. Probably the best third baseman in baseball, in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. Probably. He is. Yes. Hands down. Yeah. And who's going to replace him? That's the question. But, hey, Dave, I'll give you my truck plus $1,000. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> what do I have to give you? A six-pack six pack of Natty Light? Yes. Okay. Let's make that Let's trade. Let's do it. But you give away a Ferrari and you've got a lot of money to spend on. Uh, no, we need to bring Everything's going electric, Corey. <laughs> Even the Harleys, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Corey, yeah. you're going to have one. You're going to have one. Because you'll have to. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so we're Corey. This is Corey Steven Madison. Yeah. I've known this guy since preschool. Mother Goose? Mother Goose. Mother Goose preschool, man. Uh, that's where you met Will as well. That is where I met Will as well. My goose! My goose. We all talked about it at one point. I'm glad we never did. But we all talked about getting uh, geese tattoos. <laughs> yes. 
Never did it. We never did because we could never quite figure out the right way to capture Mother Goose. And it's hard to go into attachment place. I want a goose. <laughs> I, want, I want three geese. <laughs> three. Can you put a flock of geese on my shoulder? I want, a, I want three geese to represent my friends I met Mother Goose. Plenty of room, guys. Plenty of room. We're almost done. We'll wrap things up. Uh, here. Oh, you're good. No, come sit down, dude. Come here, you want to sit in our lap? I'm squat. I was just going to stand upstairs and uh, eat some chips. Nope. <laughs> no chips. No chips. Nope. There we go. Look at that. See? Perfect. All right. Well, you know, we're wrapping things up here on cool. Rose on Nugs. But did you have any thoughts about that Lakers game? Because it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was really happy with Jokic dominating. And uh, Zeke Nanji knocking down some huge threes and playing great defense on LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It made me super happy. I mean, to ask a rookie to defend LeBron James, let alone do it well, uh, got me super excited about the future for the Nuggets with Zeke Nanji playing so well. Oh, yeah. If he's a 3 and D guy and he defends a 4 and a 3. Yes, to me. Baku's pass. Right past Kuzma's oh, ear, yeah, while me. looking the other direction for a three-pointer. Pretty sweet. I mean, come on, come on! That shit was freaking up. Put him in the <laughs> skills challenge. Yeah, the skills challenge. Oh, that was Baku. The competition. There you go. Baku in the skills. RJ in the dunk. Yeah. And Jokic in the three-point. Jokic is just going to dunk in the three-point. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so Hopefully, fun. since he's a starter, LeBron as a captain will actually play. LeBron um, in the last two years has not played Jokic very well in the uh, has not played him very much in the All Star games. Oh, that's right. It's frustrating, but it's okay. He's a starter now. He's a starter now. He's a starter now. He's a starter now. You can say no. Dominate and be. You're sitting on the bench. No, 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 no. no. Start it from the bottom now. We yeah. Try again, buddy. On a different note. On a different note, did you guys hear what he had to say about representing the Nuggets? No, what was no, it? No, they interviewed him, and he goes, it's a beautiful opportunity for me to uh, represent this organization. Yeah, not just behind the scenes. He's like, not just my teammates and my coaches, but the people behind the scenes mm-hmm. whose names I know, but you don't know. Yeah. Cody! Cody Wise. Cody Wise. But Jokic, very humble. Serbian, growing up in Serbia, chopping wood to stay alive. Okay, you know, hold on. Wood. Jesse Martin has a Naji jersey from... U of A. Oh, well, that's he, awesome. He yeah. went to you U of A. I know he went yeah. to U of A. Yeah. 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 Woo. Yes. Now you, you got to get the Nuggets. Get the Nuggets version. Yeah. Um, there was one last thing I want to talk about with the Lakers. I don't know if you guys caught it. It was in the fourth quarter. We had dominated the game at that point in time. The game was over. And Harold did a step. He, Hartenstein had like, like fallen on trying to take a charge or something. And Harold stepped over him after the charge was called. And Harold just like did a little step over and looked back at him. I was like, you're an asshole, dude. Like you just, <laughs> you, we just yeah. dominated you. And that's what you're gonna pull. Like you're gonna step over Hardenstein. The only dude who's just, the guy who's trying to like step up for his teammates all the time. That's what you get. <laughs> I didn't know if that's what that was. <laughs> I did not realize that. I'm glad you picked that up. I'm glad you picked that up. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. He's been playing decently lately as well. You know, we really, we really hit. He was our backup center to begin the season, and then he kind of fell away for a little bit. But that dude makes the most of his time. 
He's going to ball when you let him play. Play with effort. You know, don't worry about heart hustling. and effort. He's a hustler. Heart and style hustle. I'm a hustler, baby. He was, uh, he was yeah, no, he just, he's, uh, he's, um, spell checking himself. Is he? Yeah, that's what the star means when you do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what the star means. When you spelled it correctly. Well, now you know. Hey, uh, hey, uh Jesse. You no, know, he said, but, and then he oh. meant bye. Hey, seventy fifth anniversary this summer, Jesse. We're having something over Labor Day weekend. Yep, got to join us, man. Jamar, come on up. Jamar, love to, love to, love socially for you to distance, hang out with you. Socially, socially distance, physically <laughs> distance, hang out with you. Love for you to uh, play the guitar for everyone. Yeah, bring, bring, bring up uh, your lady. Yeah, bring up your lady and your well, baby. Well, bring well, up your baby. Not you. It's not even baby. Bring <laughs> up your small child and your lady. The lady and the small child? The lady. That's how it works. <laughs> the lady and the lady. That's how it works. You can't have a small child without a lady. <laughs> oh, man. Birds and the bees. All right. right. Well, we could describe it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we want to thank everyone once again for joining us on the 11th episode of Rose on Nuts. Oh, what well, do you know? I'm wearing the Monte Morris 11 jersey. I know, dude. Perfect. Perfect. Corey, uh, do you have any words of wisdom just to share with us? Oh, it doesn't have to be about sports. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about sports. Yeah. Just words of wisdom. Nope. Not yet. Well, we're not going to be on TV long enough. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just what, is, what, is somebody, what is somebody taught you over the years that you want to share with America? <laughs> yeah. All of America watches this. <laughs> Why do, you, <laughs> why do you love riding motorcycles so much? Wind is a vibration. Vibration. But yeah, Made a loud noise. The loud noise. And kind of likes the vibration. And, and I look really cool. You you look look cool. cool. Is it not the sense of freedom? Yeah, a little bit of that too. I mean, do you not. Why feel do like the motorcyclists feel the need of a red light? When you have your windows down or I'm in my topless Jeep, just go. No, it does not sound cool when you're sitting next to it in a Jeep top down. It sounds loud. It sounds annoying. Like, maybe I should just uh, act like I don't know how to drive a manual for a second and knock this guy off. Well, you should do the same with your, with whatever you're doing. All right. Before we go. But we died. Electric cars don't sound great. No, neither does an electric Harley. <laughs> what do you do? You hit a button and go like, uh, hey, Corey, you've been to Sturgis many times. Yes. Please give us one, like, just crazy Sturgis story. Um, okay. Yes, so, thank you. Nipple right. tassels. So, yes, tassels. sitting there to go get a beer and uh, left my left my mom sitting uh, by herself for a minute. How dare you? And I come back and there's three Routine. ladies sitting around her, all with their tops on. Next to your mother? Next to my cool. mom. Sweet, sweet and, little, my, sweet and so little. not really sure what to do with that. Uh, did you strike that conversation? Do I talk to the women with the big boobs or do I, do I uh, <laughs> get yes. my mom? Do I get my mother out of here? Right, right. Right. Mom, you're overdressed. I, I went for yeah. the mom. So. Mom, you're overdressed. Yes. So you you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> you no, yes. no, no. <laughs> you said yes, you chicken walkers. Mom, no, no. Put mom's coat on or walk around. Mom, let's go. Oh my god. Found my dad and went back to the yeah, There you go. Mary. That's gonna be awkward as all hell. Had to take care of my mom. Good job, man. Only a surgeon. Yeah. Any other crazy? Like I've heard, like they put like people. 
Like they'll check, like biker gangs will take a person and chain them up and then like drive apart. I'm like, Jesus. No, I think that's uh, uh, there's I think oh, oh, that, or Mad Max. Um, oh, yeah. I had a fridge. I had a fridge, but I had a say it. I heard that story. My buddy. Never been to Sturgis, nor a motorcycle rally. Yeah. A good buddy of mine from college, his mom was dating a motorcycle guy. He used to be a Hell's Angel. And the one time I hung out with him, Ryan and I were hanging out with him, drinking some beers, having a good time. And he started telling us some stories about his days in a biker game. And uh, this man proceeded to talk about chaining the guy up in four different bikes and oh, driving that's, that's in different right. directions. Oh, man. Um, Yes, sweetest mother out there dating a hell's angel. Uh, thank Lord they're no longer together. Our buddy uh, from college is also thankful for that as well. Mm-hmm. That was an intent. That was the moment when I'm sitting there hanging out with this dude where I looked at Brian and I was like, I can take him. He's old. I was like, we can take him. I was like, we got this. The three of us can do this. Just the two of us. I was like, I'll, 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 I was like, I'll take him down. You're, you're skinny, buddy, but. It's coming with some big rocks. Yeah. It was a scary moment. So it, is, it was a joyful moment turned into a very, uh, like, uh, what do I do here? Yeah. Is Sturgis like the Mardi Gras of North Dakota? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, well, That sounds interesting. There, there's not much to do in Sturgis other than <laughs> during Sturgis. So. <laughs> right? Uh, well, Corey, thank you for joining us here on Bros on Nugs. Uh, Tim, glad you're healing up. Well, happy nice. birthday. Happy yeah, let's celebrate. And uh, we're going to head off, you folks. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Nuggets. Go. Peace, oh, yeah. peace. Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Heck yeah. All right. Peace out. Wow.